are back. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Reps That Count. We are your host. Um, I am Valence. And I'm Adam. And uh, yeah, Adam, let's. Uh, I think we should try to do a proper intro today. Yes. All so right. The Reps That Count are the moments in life that are important, that some of us might be missing out on or not paying close attention to that we should be. Um, there's a lot of times and moments in life that are pivotal that we need to address and we can't just sweep under the rug. And those are the reps that count. So just trying to bring awareness. Um, we talk a lot about mental health. Eventually we're going to talk about fitness one May. day. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe one day. Just <laughs> yeah. keep listening. If you love fitness, listen to every episode. Uh, and Easter then, yeah, eggs. Yeah. <laughs> fitness Easter eggs. Maybe you figure out which one. All right. So, Adam, okay, it I, is. I have a question for you. Oh, okay, go ahead. Why are you wearing that hat? I was just about to bring up the hat, right? Because it's like, it's Florida winter. So, you know, like <laughs> mid-60s. Yeah. We're both in a hoodie. Like yeah, a sweatshirt. It was like 58 cold. when I woke up this morning. It so was cold. Now I'm hot. But, I, you know, I think I had to wear the hat today because you, you, you have a great topic for us. Yes. So I had to represent the topic for, you know, people who... You know, you just want to get a visualization of of things. So you want to tell us what the topic is for for today's episode? Yes. So the topic of today's episode is wearing hats, not masks. And what that means is in life, we tend to wear different masks around different people, right? And the reason we do that is so we don't have to be emotionally vulnerable in interactions with people. So let's say I am with my cool friends. You know, I might throw on my cool mask. <laughs> okay. I talk different, act different just because I'm around them as opposed to when I'm with my wife, which isn't necessarily the right thing to do, right? You should be yourself, your true self at all times. But that doesn't mean you can't wear different hats. Mm. And what wearing hats means to me is how you approach a situation, the mindset you put on to approach a situation. Wow. So honestly, like I've never even looked at it like that. Like I'm like this, this is the first time we've taken this, you know, the, I've heard this topic, you know, in this way. But when you say like we wear hats to not be vulnerable, I never even saw it like that. Oh, like yeah. I was, oh, I was thinking, yeah, I'm thinking like we wear the mask just to fit in. Right. Because, you know, like, Again, dif different situations require different, like a different version of you. Mm -hmm. But I, um, the reason I really wanted to speak on this topic is because I feel like sometimes when you put the mask on, you forget to take it off. Mm. And often, like the more you wear the mask, the more like that individual becomes you. So then your real self kind of gets lost. Oh, yeah. Almost like the, the movie, The Mask, right? Like, yeah. the more Jim Carrey wore the mask, the more he wanted to put it on. Yes. And then, like, you know, towards the end of the movie, it was just like the mask was kind of, like, taking control of him, of him right? Yeah, especially in relationships, right? So I've had relationships in the past, girl from, girls that I've dated, that I put on a mask that very first date. Mm. Right. So now I set an expectation of this person that doesn't even really exist. Mm. And then you're two years into and this relationship. It off. <laughs> and 
you don't feel comfortable, right? And and you're wondering why you keep battling yourself or, and, and this relationship isn't working. It's because you're not your true self not around you. this person. Yeah. Yeah. And you messed up day one just by not introducing the real you, wearing that mask in the first place. Yeah. You messed up when you took her to the very expensive restaurant that you saved three months and you saved. You oh, save man. up to take her to like an expensive restaurant and then like, but you're broke. Yeah, yeah. Now you just got to pretend to be something you're not. I mean, that's just like surface level, right? Yeah. But it gets it gets deeper than that. Like, Absolutely. Just like sometimes we change the way we speak, mm-hmm. right? The way we, we walk, the way we dress, yep. right? Like all of that, like it plays plays a role into like your relationship down the line. I knew a guy that faked an accent oh my. for years. An accent. What kind of accent? <laughs> it was like a British, like a British kind of accent for oh. years. Years. This South Beach. So the, mind you, okay. it, it's it's everyone's kind of fake there. But yeah, we, we spoke about yeah, that yeah. last episode. For years he faked an accent. And then he wouldn't even admit that he faked an accent. He was just like, No, I lived there for a little while, so I picked it up. And I was like, bro, you faked an accent to to fit in, just to fit in with people, wearing that mask. So did you notice him, like, turning the accent off at different times, too? We One time we were out drinking, and he just forgot the accent. <laughs> That's when we called him out on it. Hey, bro, you left your accent yeah. at home? <laughs> like, come on, dude. Um, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it is wild. Um, and, and we do, again, we do it to, to protect ourselves, right? Okay. If we spoke about this where life is kind of like a video game. And um, we can wear different masks. So we approach situations wearing a mask like we're playing a game. Mm-hmm. But what that doesn't allow us to do is ever get intimate with people because we're approaching the situation with our blocker on, right? As opposed to going into a situation like this is me. Um, I did that a lot in my previous life because I worked in nightlife. So everyone was just kind of wearing masks and playing these games. It wasn't until I moved to New York and we spoke about this on, on a previous episode that I started to figure out who I was. It's not until recent. I'm talking like maybe actually since New York. So let's say six years where I'm like I can be myself a lot more. And then probably not until the past two years where I'm just 100 percent myself all the time. Wow. Like you just like. And, I, and I've had to create that life where I only allow people around me that know the real me and I could just be myself. That's why I love my job so much because I'm you, me yeah. 100% of the time. I can just say what I want whenever I want and it be well received and people appreciate me for me. My wife appreciates me for me. And I think that that's a beautiful life. If you could just be yourself all the time, that that is a beautiful life. Cool. So like... You say yours was recent. I feel like mine's was even more like like it's just real uh, much more newer for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say, like for real, for real, like a good six to eight months. Yeah. And but the the weird thing about like my mask was that I would only wear it in re- my relationship. Like I was me everywhere else, mm-hmm. and I loved me. Everywhere else, but then I did not like myself when I got home. So, like the last two years in my last relationship, like I n- did not like going home. I've, no, I've so I, like I spent time at the gym, like extra time at the gym. It's like 
I would get lost doing everything else. And like once I would get home, it's like I would have to become the Superman, right? Like I put on the shield, the mask, the armor. It's like okay, I have to be the man of the house. Oh yeah. And we could talk about that, how masculinity is yeah. is a mask on itself. Like having to portray this protector, having to portray this ultra ultra macho mentality behind everything that that's a mask right mm-hmm. because you're you're pretending to be that right like and that's society expects us to wear that mask for Absolutely. most men um that doesn't allow men to be vulnerable Not in, at all. in situations but I, I man that that's deep what what you just said and a recipe for depression if the person that you're supposed to be the most intimate with only sees the mask. Only the mask. Oh. Dude, and it, it oh. was bad, bro. Like, it was bad again. Like, I didn't even realize this stuff until until it was, you know, too late, right? Mm-hmm. Until the house burnt down and it was just ashes. And I'm, like, sitting at the therapist's office. I'm, like, trying to understand all of this, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, like, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but there are certain things that happen right so at first like when i got into the relationship i was already like i was living in deep red right like i was i'm you know i had you know debt i still have debt but you know student loan stuff now but i'm struggling to pay bills or whatever and like i get into this relationship with somebody who is financially literate mm-hmm. i'm like i can't let this person know that <laughs> i'm struggling yeah. so i'm like handling things still by myself it's like we're a team but not really. Like mm-hmm. I got, you know, it's, it was almost like living a double life. Yeah. Um. So even after the finances were under control, it was still like I st- still didn't feel comfortable. Like I still felt like I needed to be more. So I got into like the personal development thing and I'm like, oh, I need to be, you know, making a certain amount of money. So I couldn't even be happy with like where I was in life because I'm looking forward. I'm like, yo, so every day I wake up, I'm like, this is not the life I want. I can't appreciate this life. But, you know, if I go to the gym, it's like I'm happy here. Nobody Mm -hmm. expects anything from me here. If I'm at a competition, nobody expects anything from me here. At work, nobody expects it. Like, yeah, I I know how to do my job, so it's easy. And I I found, found it easy to joke around with everybody except the people at my house. Mm -hmm. And But, yeah. I think a lot of people deal with that. I've dealt with that in previous relationships. Um, I think that's a common thing that happens in relationships. That uh, I was at, I was in church, and the pastor actually brought up that we're honest, even with with the, the person we're most intimate with, even with God, even with everyone, except the last ten percent. And we always hold we this ten percent, and we think we're being honest, you know. And we think we laying it all on the table, but there's still that ten percent that you don't tell your spouse, you don't tell nobody <laughs> about. Um, and that's why I thought therapy is so powerful because that's that one person that you might tell that ten. That one person, yeah. And I give I give my to. therapist an extra five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting. <laughs> you don't even give her the ten. No, 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 no. Like legit, I remember having this conversation with my therapist. I was like, if they, if there's ever a movie made about me, like a whole bunch of different people would have to come together to tell my story. And nobody in the room will be able to, like, cooperate the stories. Mm. 
because I have different relationships. I have different stories. I have different situations with everybody. And I tend to not like intertwine things. So if something happens with this person, I'm not going to bring it to somebody else, even the closest people to me. Mm-hmm. Like, like I have days and you know things that happen with friends or coworkers that family members will never know yeah. or you know my girl would never know and that's just how I am but I, it's that's not necessarily a bad thing that, I, that, I don't think it's bad either no no that's um you're keeping that relationship between two two people like whatever happens and whatever you guys talk about between two people um, and as long as you're being the same person and truthful around everyone, then that that's not necessarily a bad thing okay. at all, actually. That's, yeah. that's healthy. You're not blabbermouthing everything nah, and speaking nah, nah. your business all I, over I like the that. place. Yeah, yeah, that's healthy, man. I like that, man. But yeah. so the the day that the, the the main thing that happened like that allowed me to start being more free or being myself within my relationship, because, you know, I have a. Uh, I'm in a new relationship, and when it first started, like, I was just straight up, like, listen, I'm not in... I told her, I'm not in a posi- in a space to be the man that I want to be for you in this relationship. I'm like, I'm broke. Like, dead serious. Like, I'm focused on... I'm on a journey to get my finances together. So if that's something you're not okay with, like just, you know, we could we could cut it short now. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll just cut it loose. Like we're like two weeks into talking, whatever, and like we're on the phone, and she's like, "This is like the first time I've ever heard a man just openly say they're broke, and <laughs> they have to get their shit together." I'm like what? Oh, and like she respected it. Yeah. And now it's like, like the finance part of our relationship is just just so much easier Mm -hmm. like there's not a lot of pressure from her to like you know go out or whatever she just kind of respects where i am and like that that was freeing for me we spoke about this on the previous episode where we make these boogeyman in in the closet yeah And, and that was probably freeing for her like now she knows that you're being honest and upfront and this is who she's seeing is who she gets. And I, I think that's the way it should be all the time. Yeah. Like the, especially someone that we're planning on getting intimate with. Like you, every, all the cards should be laid out on the table. You shouldn't find out years later about these things. Unless you're playing Uno. Yeah, unless you're you got You got to hold the draw two in your pocket. You know what kids are doing now? What? They're, they have reverse cards. Oh, in, the in pocket. their pocket. <laughs> and if, if you like give them a diss... Just throw down the reverse card. Oh, reverse back to you? Yeah. The reverse back to you. We had that when we were kids too, though. Really? Yeah. You know what oh, we I called it? That. What? Your mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody say something to you, just your mama. Your mama. Yeah, yeah. That's the reverse card. All right. So <laughs> do you I yes. don't see you looking at your notes. What you got for me? Well, no, I wanted to relate. So there was a safe space for you, which was the gym. Mm-hmm. And this is that fitness that we're trying oh, to tie Oh, let's go to in, fitness, right? baby. Um, that was the same thing that happened for me. When I moved to New York, I didn't like any aspect of my life. I was working a lot. I was in a toxic relationship, but I found um, the gym that I belong to, right? And it became this safe place where it was the first place where I can just like be myself and play 
because you know crossfit like we learn new skills and we get to play and it just wasn't structured the way like a conventional gym was and i was able to learn about myself there i was able to challenge myself and i was around a group of people from all different walks of life that were just open um and that became a safe space for me to become myself or figure out who i was for the first time and that became my new addiction or healthy addiction yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'd spend four hours a day there because I didn't want to go home and because I didn't want to go to work. And it just became this place where I can just be myself. Um, I think the same thing happened for you. And that absolutely. was the reason why you spent all that time in the gym, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So um, I encourage people to find that place. It might not be a CrossFit gym. It might not be a weightlifting gym. But there's a safe place for you to just be yourself. And if you don't feel like you can be yourself around your friends, around your spouse, around your family, you got to start asking yourself, are you in the right room? Because um, you should feel safe to be yourself. And maybe you can start discovering that by finding a group of people that are like that person that you think you are, or that you know you are. Okay. There's a couple of different places I could take this. Yeah. Right. Um, but. First, let's let's talk about, you know, like one of the things that people always say is like, oh, the gym is my therapy. Right. Um, and I always have an issue with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, again, people are like the gym or weightlifting is my therapy. I'm like, yo, it's not therapy. It makes you feel good. Right. And it's easy for you to high for four hours at the gym you know after work but in weightlifting specifically i find that weightlifting itself is hard and for you to go into this sport that's already hard and very like um mentally like like difficult and you put all of the pressures that you have going on outside of that into this sport I think that's destructive because there's times where I'm at the gym, you know, lifting, and somebody comes in from work and they're like, I'm going to my therapy. And they're having a terrible day at the gym. So now the therapy is not even working mm -hmm. because you just brought your bad stuff to the gym and your 60% snatch that you're missing and now you're like in the corner crying and you have everybody in the gym uncomfortable mm -hmm. because your boss said something to you that, you know, that you didn't agree with, but you don't know how to, you know, talk to them or communicate that, you know, that you don't like that. Um, like, what would, like, do you have anything to say about too much, <laughs> too much? Um, like I said, that was just a new addiction. Yeah. Where I was replacing my old addictions with, this new addiction which was fitness mm -hmm. because it made me feel good feeling good isn't always the best thing like finding these uh, this medicine finding uh these distractions uh, that are distracting you from what's happening in the real world in your real life isn't always the best thing right because you're you're using that to cope with <laughs> how depressed you are in the real world um so i did that for a long time and it worked until it didn't work. I got injured. 
And now this one thing that I wrap oh. my identity around, my one, it, it became everything for me. You yeah, know how yeah. new CrossFitters yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what they yeah, come in I there with? I got the knee sleeve. I got the, I look like the rubber band man. <laughs> I had every piece of gear known to man. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> all of it. Pukey shirt. All of it. <laughs> so um, I got injured. And this one thing that I, I relied so heavily on to save me wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Because I didn't do the work on the inside to save myself, right? I used this coping mechanism. It's not until, and then I would find a new thing. And I was like, oh, I'm hurt, so I'm going to run a marathon. Or I'm going to ride, run, a, do a triathlon. Or I'm going to, there was always something that I had to chase, right? Some kind of goal. Um, for the first time ever past couple of years there's nothing i don't compete anymore i don't it's just a gym um and now i look at exercise strictly as leisure not even to get better i'm i'm good like i like the way i look i like how much i lift i'm good that's fine um it's just purely leisure and it's not even to release stress it's not to do anything other than it's almost like meditation i go into it to without all my emotional baggage without mm -hmm. the world and just attack what's in front of me this one task that's in front of me and now that i look at it like that it's actually a lot more freeing and fun than what you said which is i'd bring the baggage in and then miss every snatch possible. yeah and then it just makes it 10 times worse it's yeah. like i just had a bad day at work i'm having a bad day at the gym and then you have to go home after that oh yeah and then your partner's waiting for you oh yeah yeah. And they're going to ask you, what happened? And you're probably going to be like, everything's fine. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Sweep, sweep it under the rug again. Yeah, just just everything's okay, babe. Okay. Um, all right, so the next place I want to take this topic. And we didn't even get to the hats yet. No, no, no. We didn't no. get to the hats yet. But, you know, like when you do find that happy space, right, I think it's important for not just you, but the people around you, right? Let's say your partner. Like, if they see you in that happy space when you're yourself, I feel like it's important for both of you to take note and to realize, like, when you get home, you're a different person. And I think that need, that's a conversation that needs to be had. Like, hey, when we were at this weightlifting competition, you're very talkative. Like, you spoke to everybody. But when we're here, you don't say a word. Like what? Right? Like that's a conversation to be had because it's obvious that you're you're switching, you're code switching somewhere, and you should be talking more at home, or at least the same amount at home. And again, I think if if we're more aware that you know we're wearing these masks, we could help each other take them off. Yeah. In relationships. I like that. I and I like uh, kind of holding the other person accountable in a sense, like like, hey, you're wearing that mask again. Yeah, you know, or you know, because sometimes we do it un unintentionally, or or we're bringing the stress of work and life home. Um, so I like that, and and it's something me and my wife try to do um, is have an hour uninterrupted, disconnected, where we can talk at least a couple times a week. We got a four year old kid, like. 
I work like an animal. She's going to school. Like it's hard to even get a little bit of time mm-hmm. <laughs> together. So planning those times where there's no distractions and you're not just watching TV or anything like that. You're actually talking. Yeah. Um, and that stuff has to be planned because if not, you'll go a long time without doing it. I think that's important, really important for a relationship. Yeah. Just basically like together time. Take the mask off. Yeah. Let's just, let's just talk. I like that. Yeah. And not about current events and not about. I hate know. talking about current events, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what Kim Kardashian's doing. I don't <laughs> no, that's know. not even a current event. <laughs> that's just a show. Yeah. Bro. yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk about current events. Let's talk about random stuff. Yeah. Random stuff. I mean, so when I met my wife, um, I, I really fell in love with her because she had a thing about aliens. She loves aliens and all that stuff. And I was like, she's weird. I like that. <laughs> so yeah and uh over the year you forget that you like aliens yeah you know like because life is just real coming now. at you yeah. real fast you know um so remembering that stuff and trying to have those moments is important wow that's dope yeah all right yeah. you want let's, let's get into hats. these hats man <laughs> the hats yes so we're proposing that instead of wearing masks um, you should approach situations as your true self, just wearing different hats. And what we mean by hats is different emotional states going into a situation. The way I would approach a situation that of someone venting to me that needs me to listen. All right, I'm wearing my listening hat right now. <laughs> Straight up, kid, like it just took me straight to daycare. (laughs) My listen Listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? This is stuff that they teach in daycare. We don't do it as adults. No. (laughs) Um, You know, like let's say my wife is venting. It's not time for me to be on my phone. It's not time for me to be thinking about work. It's not time for me to be planning the next day. It's time for me to be listening. Mm -hmm. Right? And we forget that and we fake listen or we. Listen to, to respond. Answer. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You put on your problem solving hat. Yeah. It's the worst. I'm sorry. I've done it. I had that hat. Oh, that, that hat problem. is always ready. It's in my back pocket <laughs> right now. It's like that the old trucker hat. hat. The what? analytical hat. You start telling me about a problem at work. Okay. All right. So here's what you need to do, yeah. right? You need to go into your boss's office. Like my emails. <laughs> Did you clear those out yet? I'm not gonna talk about that. No, we're we're not, because that's a whole nother mm-hmm. thirty minutes. Yeah. So there, there's that hat, which is your listening hat. Then we do have our analytical hat when we're at work and we need to make important decisions or we have to problem solve. We need to put on that analytical hat and not our emotional hat. Mm-hmm. Like, let's think about ones black and, and zeros, yeah. black and white. Let's like that's an important hat, but there's a time and place to wear that hat. Mm-hmm. Then you have your emotional hat where you do need to show empathy and you do need to put yourself in someone else's shoes and you do need to, like, even if it's not something that you agree with or something that you believe in, you have to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand why they feel that way. And not necessarily why you would feel that way, why they feel that way. Um, And then we have our playful hat which we get to do at the gym a lot. And we're very blessed that we get to do that because not a lot of people even touch that hat. Yeah. And they're adults and they live their big adult life and 
They don't get to do that. They get yeah. to watch their kids do that. And they go to the games and they do all that. But they don't get to do it themselves. I think that's another really important hat. Play. Leisure. Um, something that we don't do as adults enough. Like doing things just to do them without any benefit at all. Zero. So the definition of leisure is doing something just for the sake of joy with zero benefit at all. And I think about people that fish and throw the fish right back in the ocean. Mm. That's leisure. Yeah. You know, like not for sport, not for nothing. Like no one's watching. You're not posting it on Instagram, nothing. You just you just like to fish. Yeah. You know? So finding that and wearing that hat is also important. Um, do I have any more? Oh, okay. And then your your uh your helmet. Your <laughs> conscious hat. hat. Yeah. Like your your like this hat has to be worn in situations where you need to be cautious and where you need to um, approach a situation, not as a pessimist, but as a realist that is thinking of all the angles and what can go wrong. That's an important hat to wear as well, especially there's two hats you have to wear as a parent, that one and the optimist. But still, um, you know, you got to keep your kids safe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there's. The I, I call this hat my my beanie because it's you know just not really it's there's not a lot of use out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just you're just out there, especially in Florida. You don't really need a beanie, <laughs> um, but it's just my my uh, optimistic hat where you are looking for the silver lining in situations, and I think that's the hat to wear even in the hardest times, right? Mm. Like when life isn't going the way. You want it to go or things are going poorly. Um, you need that optimist hat to look at the silver lining in every situation. And things can always be worse. And try, like, let's say, being that, wearing that hat for other people as well. Like, you know, cheering people up and, and just being a, a source of positivity for people. I think that's another hat. Yeah. I mean, that, the, Great thing about the beanie hat is it could fit under a lot of other hats. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, you know I mean, you can you can have your beanie on and then put your hard hat yeah. on top of it. Yeah. So you know you could be cautious and also optimistic. Yeah. Um. So another place I wanted to take this conversation, um, was like in the professional space, mm -hmm. right? So have you ever heard of the term code switching? Yes. Like I want to, I, I kind of want to just touch on that just a little bit. Cause I feel like I wouldn't be like doing our listeners a service if we talk about wearing masks and not talk about code switching. And I feel like code switching is something that happens more like for the minorities, you know, like uh, uh, demographic. Mm -hmm. So like how, like, do you feel like, like the hats could play a role? Like, Instead of wearing a mask when you go to work, like putting on like your professional hat, mm -hmm. but then still being yourself, like, it, do you feel like there's a way that that's possible? Yeah. So it's funny how you bring up minorities because I went to school with uh, this guy and I'll give him a shout out, R Richard Nailhouse. And we went to high school together and we went to college together and he's black and, um, he, I, I admire him so much. He works for Facebook. He's like really high up in Facebook right now. Okay. And I admire him so much because 
he's still him a hundred percent that's awesome <laughs> like <laughs> all of it you know he was an alpha in college and um he he still he didn't have to get rid of being urban to fit in facebook <laughs> which i think that's kind of the point that's that what, you're trying exactly, to bring right? exactly exactly but he is just so smart and so driven and i i just admire that because i do see people having to play another role and it sucks but they feel like they have, they have to, to because yeah. the system sucks sometimes right but i feel like if you just lean into it and 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 just be yourself like we said and wear hats instead of masks you can probably even go further yeah because you are your true self and you will definitely be happier Absolutely. no matter what yeah mm -hmm. um because i like i feel like you know in the in the professional setting, right, for like, the urban community or whatnot, we tend to, like, we'll walk into the office and just completely change our, the way we speak, right? Um, I think Jake, J. Cole has a song about that when he's basically like, like, black people have to be the best actors. Like, we walk into an interview and wear our face backwards. We completely, com like, if, if your friends heard you speaking like that, they're like, who is this dude? Um, so it's like a double-edged sword, right? Because now you really have to be two people because mm -hmm. you have to hide your professional. You feel like you have to hide your professional self from your friends and then you have to hide your, like your regular everyday self from your job. Mm -hmm. And when I got my first office job, like I, 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 I was in a comfortable space where I didn't need to. And, you know, as the time went on, I was like, it's important for me personally to to be myself mm -hmm. because there may be somebody in like a lower income community who is smarter than me, who can figure out, you know, IT stuff, photography, like who could figure everything out. But they're holding themselves back because they're scared to do the code switching. Mm -hmm. Right. They're like, I don't I don't want to be fake. And enter that world and then they hold themselves back and then it also kind of like you're not allowing the world to benefit from your skill set yeah can, um, you, can you explain code switching for like anyone um code switching is basically like when you walk into a building and for lack of better words you, like you try to act white mm. right like you're just like hi how are you doing today you know and but that's not you mm -hmm. so that that's what we call code switching like you you change the way you dress and and it's understandable because like you said the system sucks sometimes right like there's some companies have like like rules in their rule book that only apply to minorities mm -hmm. right even in the military right like your hair like women's hair has to be a certain way and it's like this rule only affects black women mm -hmm. So, like, you have to kind of code switch, right? You can't wear dreads or whatever. Like, your hair has to be cut straight. And it's like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm not a black woman, but, you know, I date one. So, like, when she wakes up in the morning, her hair is not straight, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's curly. It's it's Afro puffy. You know, it it is what it is. But, like, that hair does not fit into certain word worlds, doesn't fit into certain buildings so that hair automatically keeps you out so 
like you just feel like you don't belong, so you become somebody else. Oh, man, there's so much here. Um, I think we think that it doesn't belong more than it actually doesn't belong. Yeah. And uh, because I have seen people just be themselves 100% and break windows, doors, everything, and just kick them in. Yeah. um, And it's celebrated. It might not be every company, but keep looking for the companies. And and then when you get in there, like when I say don't code switch, I'm like, you still have to be professional, Mm -hmm. right? But the... That's a hat. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that's a hat. You could still walk in with your swag. Mm-hmm. You could still be yourself. And you could still, you know, you could write a professional email. You could have a professional conversation. It's no different than when you're speaking to your grandma versus when you're speaking to your friend. Absolutely. That's it. Just walk in there and speak to your your grandma, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're very polite. Yes, ma'am. Whatever, whatever. But you're still you. Your, your grandma still recognizes you. Absolutely. Um, and... Yeah, it's 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 important. Like especially, you know, like uh I'm like for for, you know, minorities or whatnot, like it it's weird that we walk into a building and try to be try to fit in with the CEO, right? And try to be everything they want, but then when they go home, their kids are trying to be like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, just be you, man. Yeah, just be just a professional be, version be, of yourself. Because that is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's that on, yeah. <laughs> on that. No, and I like that we touched on that because uh, as we spoke in episode one, that is a lost episode now. <laughs> yeah, that episode's not coming now. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, you know, we both came from very humble beginnings and, and you know, you didn't even get to see your parents uh and you know my my parents made very little money and that automatically sets you up to think that the people in these companies are better than you and that's why you try to fake the funk and wear the mask and fit in because you believe that you want to be like them and that's just a bad misperception since the beginning right because everyone has the same struggles same battles same depression same everything no matter if you make 10 million dollars or if you make thirty thousand dollars right um so you don't have to try to fit in culturally to elevate yourself those are two so they're so different they're so different yeah right um you should celebrate your culture and you should celebrate where you came from and you should always hold that near and dear because hopefully you pass that on to your kids and their kids and you know that it, I, I think lineage is important um and I, I I hope that that more people would would do that yeah, yeah it's happening yeah, I it's see happening. it there's sure. more people walking around with Jordans on in offices now so that's awesome absolutely I chose a different life um I wear sweatpants and <laughs> and bands <laughs> and bands all the time. I haven't seen a suit in a very long time. I like getting dressed up. I feel good when I get dressed up. I do. Now that it's a couple times a year. Yeah, it's optional. It's optional. Yeah. Uh, I like that aspect of it. Uh, But I think, you know, company culture around the world is changing with just there not being as many offices and more remote 
work and more you know like now you can kind of just be yourself most of the time and yeah they're just looking at productivity more than anything so it is changing good 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 man yeah um what else we got i think that's it dude yeah what else do we got i don't think so i don't think we have anything else yeah man. i think we touched on on everything i, I feel like this was a a great like a great episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we also almost over oh, we almost did way too much overthinking. I had pie charts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think you're kidding. <laughs> I'm glad we uh scratched all of it. Yeah, man. It was gonna be way too much, man. So Yeah, man, just just uh put on different hats to approach situations in the appropriate manner. And take the mask off. And just know it's gonna take some work to get the mask off. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna it's gonna take some some therapy. It's gonna take some conversations. It's gonna take some practice. Yeah. You, I mean, that mask is gonna be there, but you know, get get used to, you know, wean, wean yourself off the mask. Like I don't I don't expect expect you or and you shouldn't expect yourself to just change who you are or who you've had to be to survive yeah Oof. overnight to, to survive that's a powerful one too yeah 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 so well, all right valens this is a good one it was adam good job dude good job uh, see you right. next week see you next week <laughs>